When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We will get it done. There's no question about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Brad Sean Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Sandy, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, thank you. Glad to hear it. What's the latest? Now, the latest is your Vikings. Will they win? Will they lose? Will they make the playoffs? Will they not? Bob, I have to ask you a question. We were talking, you know, earlier this morning, Phil Mackey, about this. Um, doesn't look like the Twins are even going to make an effort to be good next year. They're, they haven't made any moves at all. No, you got the Dodgers going nuts. Yep, billion dollars. Uh, so it doesn't, you know, I love the twins. Don't get me wrong. I'll always be a fan of the twins, but they're not going to be any good next year. Cause they don't have anybody. I, I I'm starting to believe that they're getting ready to sell this team. Sure. Looks like it to me too, Bob. And I'm glad you said it and not me. Cause I was thinking the same thing. I don't think that team's going to be around here much longer. No, I'm not saying that they'll leave, but what I would do. make sense is you got a rod who now he's a partner in owning the Timberwolves. It would make sense. The guy's a baseball yeah. guy. Yep. To get his money, pal, to buy that team too, or get some people together to buy it, and it just uh, it, it seems like they're just they don't care. Maybe they're trying to make it more attractive in terms of the, what the number will be by not yeah. getting new contracts, and maybe they just don't care. They want to take as much out of it as they can. I don't well, know because it is baffling. Let me put it this way: if they do as well with the Twins as they've done with the Timberwolves, works for me. It is a it it is uh it's amazing that this team tied with Boston for the yeah. best record. Yeah. But I got to be I mean I I've never been a huge Timberwolves fan, much less now after uh, Anthony Edwards' little deal. The, you see, I saw that whole story, right? Yeah, he did. Yep. I I just don't respect the guy. I don't see how you can. Yeah, he's a good player, but he doesn't seem to be a very good person. And it has nothing to do with my feeling, you know, with abortion. It's how he treated this woman allegedly. Yeah. No, I agree. And I still, uh, I always ask the question, why do you get involved in situations where you're going to end up being treated like that? Because if she didn't see that coming, she should have paid better attention and closer attention. Well, I, I don't think she's a gal who went to one game. I mean, uh, the photo yeah, I saw in the New York yeah. Post, she was at a different NBA game. There are women who like going to NBA games and meeting NBA players. Yeah. But I'm not even talking about whatever potential behavior she had i'm talking about his reaction and behavior oh, and by the way can he write a really eloquent statement <laughs> wow tell him about that yeah 
It's very oh, what he wrote. Oh, it was yes. Especially when you take a look at um, the things that he, I mean, I, I could say allegedly, but I mean, he did not deny that he wrote these things. You know what he wanted to know because she hadn't gotten an abortion. Apparently what, what's the hole up H O L up. Yeah. H O L what's the yeah. hole up. And I'm not even sure what gnaw means. N A W L. That was another word. He other than knowledge, <laughs> it wasn't what it was talking about. Who you know, knows? These people I, I are imbeciles. You know that. They're idiots. You know what? The guy who said it best was years and years ago, uh, Mike Lynn, who was the GM of the Vikings back mm -hmm. in the 80s. It's part of the 70s, 80s, maybe even into the – I don't know if he made it into the 90s. But he said it's a dangerous cocktail when you mix youth, fame, and money. And that's what these athletes are. They're, it's, they're young, they're famous, and they got a ton of money. And most of them are really stupid. Well, and this kid, I'm not gonna. I, I don't know what it, where his his intelligent quotient is, but he's the one who was basically. Didn't he say something along the lines of, "Well, it's a good thing Michael Jordan wasn't playing when I'm playing." <laughs> okay, <laughs> A.E. But you know what's amazing to me, Tom, about this story: the yeah. sycophantic behavior of the media. The, the media in town has basically ignored this story. None of the riders of the team want to touch it. Yeah, no, I know. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just, it's all ass kissing, Bob. That's what I am disgusted with the world right now. People are either ass kissing or they're mean as hell. There's no in between. Well, the athletic, which, you know, they yeah. portray themselves that they've got all this, you know, these great stories. The day the story broke, and it was a big story in the New York Post, the AP, ESPN had stories. The story in the athletic, no mention of this. It was that Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, how they get along, you know, how great they get along. But right. you can't run away from these stories because you don't want to have they're afraid that they won't have access. I mean, I didn't have access to Denny Green for the his, basically the entirety of his time there. Right. And it didn't matter because the story needs to be told. No, I agree with you, Bob. You've always been, and I, I, I'm not trying to suck up to Sandy here, but the one thing I've always liked about your writing is you do not kiss ass, which I really enjoy. Well, okay, and I'm going to give you the the, shine, the the biggest example. I did not want to destroy the image of Kirby Puckett, but yeah, I, I had to write it. You remember that story because I yep. got some of the tapes, you know, of, and and you heard some of them from the the woman who was his side action, one of his side actions and it was you know it, it was it, he was not the guy that he, people thought he was and i was told to write the story so i didn't i mean i did it and i didn't like it because i actually had liked puckett you know for covering sure? him he seemed, yeah. he seemed like a decent enough guy but i mean it there was a there was another side to him and that's what i wrote about but a lot of guys wouldn't go near that story Oh, I tell you, one of the worst nights of my life. Remember when Ocean Air, Air used to be over on 13th and Nicollet across from Ichiban? Remember that? Oh, I only, the Wyzetta, was that the same as the Wyzetta one? Did they move there, or is that a different one? No, the one's downtown. That's Ocean okay. Air, isn't it? I think it, it's on, like, 5th and Nicollet now. It was on, like, 13th. And, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm in a restaurant, so I walk back to the men's room, and I hear this, Tom, Tom, Tom. And I look over, and there are these three women, and I don't recognize any of them. So I just thought maybe they're listeners or whatever. I walk over. I got the dissertation for one hour from Paul Molitor's wife, Tanya Puckett, 
and Chuck Knobloch's wife. They were all wives or wives. Uh, they were about to become ex-wives, okay. all three of them. And I got an earful, man, from those three women. I'm telling you what, those guys were not popular with those women. I'm here to tell you. No, and the, I mean, Tanya Puckett, who sadly is deceased, as it's is Kirby. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. uh, she had a private investigator that she hired who had given me information about Puckett, and it was horrific. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, coming after her you know, with a chainsaw, putting a gun to her head and just yep. uh, uh, horrible stuff. And he followed him around and it, over a 24 hour period. I think he followed him to seven different women's houses. <laughs> I, You know, he probably uh, you know what I'm guessing? He probably was an early Instacart deliverer or doing Amazon. That's what it side was. Money. You're, you're absolutely right, Bob. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Kirby Puckett was never my kind of guy. Supreme athlete. My God, he was a phenomenal baseball player. But as a human being, not so much. Well, and not that's that kind of guy. It's fresh now because of what happened. But that's the distinction I have to make with Anthony Edwards. Yes, the guy can play basketball, but that doesn't mean he's a wonderful guy or yeah. should be a role model for kids. Unfortunately, that is true, Bob. It's just if you're going to be around actors, professional athletes, and a couple other people, are a massive pain in the ass. Be careful who you let your kids be have as role models. Yeah, you got that right. It's exactly right. So what else is happening, Sandy? Well, there. I mean, I, I got to go back again to the, uh, you know, to your your Vikings. And I the last three games, I was talking to Chuck Foreman about this and Jim Rich from Fox 9. They mm-hmm. both think they could win two of the last three. I think their only hope is that the Lions clinch their playoff. You know, they win the division, clinch their playoff position so it can't move. And they play all scrubs on uh, in the eight, the last game, and the Vikings can win that game. But again, a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Oh, wait, they're they wind up winning." I, I this team, you cannot say with certainty what's going to happen. No, I would agree with that. I mean, their record is horrendous, but I suppose not horrendous, but very, seven obviously, seven. Yeah, obviously mediocre, no question. Yes, the team is just not very good. Sorry, they don't have a quarterback. They don't even, even nobody to have even approaches being an NFL quarterback. Knowing what they need to do is they need to temper their enthusiasm. Oh, we gotta have cousins healthy. Yeah. Don't if you want to bring him back, fine, but don't give them the ridiculous money. No. no team in the NFL will do a guy coming off an Achilles. And by the way, speaking of Achilles, remember all those stories the last few? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, he may come back. Well, clearly he's not going to because the record yeah. is terrible. But he was never gonna come back. This is all Aaron Rodgers promoting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, he's very good at that. Oh, God, he is. Yes. I've never met him. Is he a big a prick as he seems? My only interaction with him was back when when they won the Super Bowl, not under him, under Brett Favre. I interviewed him because he was the backup. And he was in that one instance. It was the only one on one I ever did with him. I've been in in bigger settings with him with a lot of media, but it was just me and him talking. He was and I found him to be fine. I mean, he was accommodating. He did not try to brush me off. And I mean, to a guy from Minnesota, he didn't know me. So, I mean, I, my, that was my one, one-on-one, but that's before he became the quarterback and yeah, the former yep. future hall of famer and people change. Well, you can't Some take that away from him either. He was spectacular. There's no question about it, but I never had a chance to talk to him. I never met him or anything like that, but I don't know many people that are all that impressed with him as a human being, including his family, including his own family. He's that's estranged exactly. from his entire family. 
Yep, because he's one of the most arrogant human beings. That's what they say. I don't know. I've never met him, but they say he's his own family considers him to be extremely arrogant and un unapproachable. Who's he? Is he dating someone now? Because every year it's a different well-known <laughs> woman. You're right. It is, and it doesn't last. It never lasts no. with him. No, very so. true. So what the hell? So we got, uh, like I said, at least we got the Timberwolves now kicking ass out there, doing very, very well. So it's something to get us through the winter. That does help. The Wild still needs to get a lot better, but I've been saying that for, what, about 25 years now? Yeah, and they, I mean, they're they still paying off big contracts, too, which yeah. will hamper them a little yeah. bit. And how about you got to watch the big gopher game at the, uh, I'm calling it the Quick Lube Bowl. Cause quick Lube. And, <laughs> again, they got a quarterback they had to pay, what was it, 30 grand? To come back to play yeah. the game, that's incredible. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It was thirty grand, something like that. No, I will not be watching the popsicle bowl or what? What is it called? The, the quick, quick lane bowl. Quick lane bowl. Okay. Is that a grocery store or something? Uh, Fast food. For the most part. That's what it is. I have no, no idea. No, I just not. I think it's. Uh, I think they sell auto parts. Oh, it's quick lane auto parts. So you can go in yeah. there and buy some new floor mats, and you're good to go. Yes, and that's what they'll probably. Every kid will probably get a floor mat. <laughs> <laughs> there's a possibility i'm glad to hear that all right sandy uh look sandy and i've been working together for about 30 35 years now off yeah. and on here and there he gets fired constantly and off then i and get fired more well not more off than on but a lot of off a lot of off and then you know we all end up getting fired and blah 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 boy there's a lot of it going on. i was talking to bj shea guy from kisw in seattle yeah phenomenally high rated just a great bj's a great guy it was wonderful uh odyssey just called him in one day and said uh we don't need your services anymore this guy was kicking everyone's ass in seattle but they looked at how much money he was making and that's all that matters to these pukes in radio now and that's one of the reasons i'm working with hubbard because the family owns the place i don't have to deal with some corporate asshole there's no real commitment in it because no. there's always turnover and it's what that's what i hated about working at the newspaper a new sports editor would come in and it's like you have to prove yourself all over again, no matter what you've done. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And I was fine with all of them, but except the last guy. And I even, you know, when I had, when I was cordial with him, I said, I know this is going to turn. I mean, more than a dozen people either got fired or left because of him. And I was one of them who left. What was his name like Crutch, Jimmy Crutchfield or what was it? I'm not even going to, you know, dignify But that's him. the guy you're talking about? Jimmy Crutchfield. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was Predisman. It was that he damn Bradisman character. He literally was the biggest piece of shit I ever worked with. He was terrible. Who, Bradisman? Yeah, Bradisman. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just that business for some reason, Bob, or this, I should say this business. I, you guys do realize that working with the Hubbards, you're working for it. Well, it's obviously, you know this because uh, you worked with that same horseshit outfit that I did. But it's a whole different deal because it's a family. They've done very well. They have money. The other problem they got, in a lot of places now is they are so deeply in debt. They aren't ever getting out from under that debt. So I don't know what they're going to do. Well, and you know what, what Hubbard offers is there's that because it's family owned. There's that institutional knowledge of everything that's yeah. happened and everything you've done. It's not like somebody, they bring somebody in from, uh, you know, another, uh, I don't know, just pick any city, Detroit, Buffalo, you know, Syracuse yeah. that knows nothing about the market. And yeah. suddenly they're Good put point. in charge. No, you're absolutely right. And they, and, and it just the, 
smile in your face and stab you right in the back kind of thing. And I'm look, I'm not even bitter, but I love this job. You know, I like working with the Hubbards. This is where I started. This is where my career will end, which is, you know, how, how lucky I am that I started my career and ended my career in the same, same building. That's pretty damn cool. Actually. Well, it's not over yet. Crap in the middle. I mean, you don't could go to three or four other places before you're done. You never know. Uh, what is that? Me. What's that station? The one that plays the, that, that Ruth Kozlak went to. The one that played all oldies, very oh, oldies from the forties. I have no idea. It's in town here. It's 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 not in town. It's like in a suburb. Oh, like Stillwater? And maybe I think that might be it. But I mean, it, it's like where old DJs went to play out their years. What the heck was it? Oh, I'm drawing a blank on it. One Somebody will come up. With. AJ, get on it. Old DJs well, yeah. go to die. I got to be honest with you. I just absolutely love the fact that Tony Lee did an impression of Ruth Kozlak and she hated it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was, it was good. It, it honored her in a way. I mean, if you're a big enough name to, to do impression of, that's yes. a pretty big deal, isn't it? And I, I actually could not tell the difference. <laughs> I couldn't either. That's exactly the point. I couldn't even tell either, but Bob, like I said, man, for, 35 36 years whatever the hell it's been i've always got to have sandy around that's all there is to it yes i'm like uh gum or dog poop on a shoe you just can't get it off it's both actually like dog shit with with gum in it it even tighter there no it is it's it's been great though bob and i'm glad you came on this show and you're doing so well in your own endeavors boy you're you are what do you you work must about eight hours a day ten hours a day in in uh Oh, I mean, there's some days that are longer than others. It's not, it's nothing like that. I mean, I've already completed today's BS show because I, uh, Oh, you did. Yeah. So I try to get, uh, I can't do it every day, but I try to get it done. Um, you know, before nine o'clock sometimes it goes to like yesterday was after 11 because of just scheduling, but two or three days a week, I can get it done fairly early. So that's the ticket. Well, again, Bob, I love working with you. You're a great guy. Your family's much better than you are, but you're okay. Well, Tom, I greatly appreciate that. And I actually, I enjoy working. I'll go around the horn with Brittany, you, AJ, Tevin. You guys are a delight to work with. Thanks. Come on, Brittany, you've always been a delight. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked I'm getting you know, this. I didn't know. All right. It's the holiday season, you know, Look spread your good cheer. Yeah, thanks, Bob. All right, well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I love your family. And go give a horse a hug for me, please, Bob. Yes, I'll. That'll be the first thing I do. Obviously. Yeah, I can see the sincerity in your face. No, the first thing I'm going to do when I leave my studio here is change the filter in our furnace so that we don't lose any uh, any heat. I talked to Steve Ukowski this morning about that, so it's a good idea. So you don't have to call anyone uh, over the holiday if you Wait have any second. problems. You had to call Saber to remove a filter? Right. Oh, Steve Fukowski uh, is on my show giving homeowner tips every Friday. Is he real? Is there anybody you didn't steal from my show? Anyone? Uh, no. As a matter- Actually, yes, there, there's a few. <laughs> like who? Well, do you Brian have uh, Brian do Miller? You have, well, Brian, well, Brian Miller on the show. But, you know, Brian's I mean, a great guy. No, there's a number of, uh, there, there actually is, and you've, you know, there's, um, uh, there's so and so and him and no, no, they're all, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I could go, I could go on a daily thing. Most of my guests have nothing to do with, uh, uh, you know, with with your show. I mean, Smart Start MN. Do you have them? They've been with me since the beginning of the BS okay, show. Yeah. Well, we're, why don't you bring them over here? If you're taking all my people, why don't you send me a few people? All right, I'll do that you're for stiff. you. Stiff. 
I'll do that for you. You know, we'll Bob do that. The you, know, I got, uh, you know, I got the, that. I got, uh, you know, I got, uh, I got, in, I got uh, Arco Interiors. I got, uh, I got uh, the uh, Solidarity Health Share. I got, well, that's uh, good. I, a, I got that's a million good. of them. I got the, you know, what's it? Just uh, all auto glass. I got you know. a million of them. Yeah, okay. I got a, mil I got a million of them. Actually, right, I, said I, I will come. I'm very, very fortunate because I'm at a point where I don't. Yes, I'd love to have more for revenue, but I don't want to have so many that all people listen to is commercials. No, so, that's very, very true. I mean, I'm pretty much where I want to be with the number of them because I don't want to – I just don't want people to feel there's too many commercials. No, I understand that. That's uh, very smart, actually, Bob. You do it a good is. job with that, too. I mean, they don't go too long. Well, the Hubbards are really good about that because when they constructed the whole whole uh, format and the blog and all that stuff, so they're pretty good about that stuff. They don't I, They don't shove it down your throat. Is there time for me to ask you one question about one of your advertisers? Yes. Okay. The one that uh, that makes your, uh, your 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 private part work better. <laughs> they break up plaque, right? Mm -hmm. Can they break up plaque in arteries going to your heart? Because it would seem to be the same sort of thing. You if would they think. Could, but I mean, if they could do that, my God, the number of people that would be rushing to the door. Not that there aren't enough guys worrying about their junk. But to break up plaque, I mean, a lot of people, right. arteries are 90% clogged. Well, if they could break it up, then they could break that up, maybe. You should ask them about that. We, we did ask them one time. And so it is a it's a technology that they do use in uh, Tangent with um, Echo, the one where they put the tube in your artery. So they use minute. it with that. Because a lot of times when it's, if it's fully blocked, and you're having dead tissue or necrosis is that you, they uh, talked about how um, at that point uh, they need to go in there. So especially when it deals with the heart. So it can be done, but it's not in all circumstances. Correct. And also a lot of times with heart failure, it's a specific valve. And they talked about how the valves in the penis, it's like very not generalized. You can get away with kind of broad spectrum instead of being the, you know, hitting that specific spot. Look at so, you, little miss. Once wanted to be a nurse and former. It, uh, it's paramedic. pretty cool. It's pretty cool technology, and the fact that it's not invasive is legit. That's the best part. Mm -hmm. Not only because you hear that if you need that done, you got to go up through the groin. Uh, ouch. Yeah. You don't have to go up through the groin. It's on. It's on skin level. Yeah, well, I'm it's talking about when they actually the way the surgery is done now. Oh, not that surgery, you, not yours. Yeah, okay. No, no, yeah, no, not right. what you're doing. I'm talking about you're you right. get surgery for when they stick the the thing that inflates the mesh. Mm. Right. Oh, aren't you sorry that I you said okay? What you got? <laughs> what do you want yeah. Why did I say, hey, Bob? What? Did, so what? You got one more thing you can tell us about? You're dying of you're gonna have a heart attack today. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. But I'm, what I'm saying is, hey, if if they only help you with your junk, they're worth it. Okay, good. That's a good close right there, Bob. <laughs> magnificent comeback, I thought. All right, then. All right, have a Christmas wonderful now. Christmas. I'll, I will All ask you. him that, Bob. Have a magnificent Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you after the 2nd of January. I live for that. Thanks, as Bobby. You well know. Right, take care. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. We shall take a break. Be right back. My God, Bob had about a, almost a half an hour report. What the hell? Sanny. Sanny. Whatever we pay him, he was worth it today and today we alone. We don't pay him, do we? Oh, yeah. No, we better not. Monopoly oh, money. God. I hope not.
You've all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows, the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, regular price $79.99 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That is a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and, of course, many more. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with the Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. I will get it done. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years. I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put it customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at a fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to saberheating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Okay, we have to talk about the wisdom of play. I've never played Santa. Anybody played Santa? Um, I have. Um, when we were, I was uh, selling Finnegan's. For, and Finnegan's is that uh, beer here in Minnesota that all the profits go to charity. Okay. And our Santa canceled on us. So I just wore the outfit and people took pictures and bought Finnegan's. It was at a liquor store. So there was not a, I wasn't breaking any hearts. So you're at you're on the first floor the whole time. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you that because this guy was not. Oh no. A dad dressed up as Santa. Uh, apparently, he was trying to pull a stunt, but unfortunately, uh, onlookers could not believe their eyes. They uh, saw Santa. Um, I don't want to read the next part of it. 
uh, a high-rise uh, block of flats and what some uh, thought was all part of a performance. They thought this was a guy just performing something, kind of show off how, ooh, look how over the top we can get with Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently what the guy was doing was trying to surprise his chill. Oh, my God, there's actually a picture of it. <gasps> what? Uh, Santa, head first, is headed 24 stories to the ground. <gasps> Woo! What? Jesus, Palomino. Oh, my God. Dad dressed as Santa plummets 24 stories to his death in a horror stunt gone wrong. Onlookers could not believe their eyes as they saw Santa plummet to his death from a high-rise block of flats. What some thought was all part of the performance. How are you going to fall 24 stories and live through it no matter what the performance is supposed to be? Oh, God. Once he's fallen down, like I think it should be pretty obvious to anybody watching that that's not a part of what was supposed to happen. I would have to think you're right about that. <laughs> like, first of all, he's coming down head first. Uh, that's not a good sign, oh. right? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Children watching disbelief. His grandfather Frost. Oh, he, he wasn't even. He's the Russian Santa, by the way. That's Russian Santa. <laughs> That's what it says here. Grandfather Frost, the Russian Santa, plummeted to his death from the 24th floor of a high-rise resident building. Uh, the sun uh, took a catastrophic turn as the industrial climber turned Santa for the night had planned to scale down the tower block in uh, Chelyabinsk, Russia. Once at the bottom, he was due to uh, meet and greet the youngsters who were waiting patiently beside a Christmas tree. Does anything ever go right in Russia? So the kids watched him fall to his death? That is terrible. Do you think because kids didn't realize what it was really all about, they went over, come on, Santa, get up. And also this is somebody's dad, so they don't even realize they just watched their dad die. They just were like, Santa? And then like thinking, (gasps) I was trying to think the farthest I've ever fallen. I think three stories the farthest I've ever fallen. And I landed on my feet, so it wasn't that big a deal. But it still hurt. I will be honest with you. I fell three stories, and it was on the grass. And even though it was only three stories, it did hurt when when you hit the ground. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What were you doing three stories where you fell? Like how I can't – the farthest I've fallen is maybe like out of a chair. Okay, first honest honest part of this, that it, it was not unintentional. I did it on purpose because I was a very young man who I don't know what I was, who I was trying to convince what a tough guy I was, but it was somebody. So I jumped on, I went out in their balcony. I, I said, anybody could jump off this. I said, don't, there's no way you could jump off. I said, anybody could jump on this. There's grass down there. It's not even a parking lot. Uh, didn't kill me, but it didn't feel real good. I will tell you that. I don't know who you were trying to impress, but I can tell you this. It definitely worked, and they're probably still telling stories about don't mess with that guy. He will jump off <laughs> of a building. Yeah. So it definitely worked, yes. Yeah, it was three stories. I do remember that. And I'm really glad I didn't try it at a parking lot because it may have broken my legs, I would think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. I don't even know how you how you casually say with a straight face that, yeah, it does hurt uh. when you jump from three stories. Because, yes, Tom, yeah. it would. Because I think it all adds up when you do the between the floors thing and all that. It all adds up to about 45 feet. So it's yeah. Quite, yeah, probably quite somewhere out there, yeah. It was quite a drop, I remember that. And, and on the way down, I went, what was I thinking? Yeah. 
I actually did on the way down think about, I should probably have not uh, done this. No. But I had a few cocktails that made it better. I will. Although, did I even have to tell you I had a few cocktails before? No, I jumped no, it's a, no. It's a, it's My a, husband a, always talks about the test. So we went skydiving and um, and they made it very clear. They're like, when you land, you, you know, you have a person on your back, uh, you land, just fall on your butt. You're not going to land on your feet. So don't try. Well, Justin was like sitting on the ground and I was about to land mm. with the instructor. And I was like, I'm going to impress him by just landing on my feet. <laughs> oh, my God. It hurt so much. Oh, did it really hurt a lot, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. But I have a question. If you land on your butt, you're going to nail your tailbone. Wouldn't that but hurt it, like a mother? It's distributed a little bit more. Oh, it is? Okay. You know, I mean, surface area. Yeah, I suppose. Because you're and coming in at an angle, right? Exactly. So you oh, kind of okay, slide yeah. in. But I was like, yep. no. How cool would it be if I just land on my feet, maybe do like a Spider-Man pose or something? Like, he's going to be so impressed. <laughs> to this day, Justin talks about, remember the time you thought, like, you've never skydived in your life and you're going to land on your feet? <laughs> Were you guys the one yesterday telling me a story about the guy adjusting his helmet because he was going to jump out of an airplane, he's skydiving, and he kept adjusting his, because he wanted the camera to be exactly perfectly centered, and he mm -hmm. kept messing with his helmet and messing with his helmet, and finally he got it where he wanted to be, so then he jumped out, forgetting one thing. <gasps> he didn't have his parachute on. No. No, we did not talk about that. You didn't talk about that? No. Uh, if you guys could find that story, it, it's the guy... I, I guess it was just hideous because <sighs> literally the second he jumped out of the plane, he realized he did not have his parachute on. That also kind of sums up oh. American like culture today perfectly. <laughs> you think like so? you're about to do something and you're more concerned with how is the video for, you know, social media or going to look rather than getting everything you need to survive jumping this thing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you're so focused on getting that cam, because I want to get these pictures for my the camera on my forehead just mm -hmm. perfectly, and you're so distracted by that, you don't even bother to notice you don't have a parachute on. Yeah, that seems like something you would, because like at the place we went to, which is just right in Wisconsin, I think it's Baldwin, maybe. Yeah, it is Baldwin. Yeah. Um, they all get everything ready before they even get yeah. on the plane. Yeah. That's all part of the procedure. But I guess if you're casually doing it, you can kind of do whatever you want. It, I guess there I, I, apparently he was falling so fast because, you know, some guys can go into that tuck position and come down at you at a very high rate of speed mm -hmm. and kind of like catch you. That has mm -hmm. happened before. But I guess he was just he had before they even realized that he did not have a parachute. It was just too late. and He was falling yeah. so fast. They couldn't even catch him. There, oh. there was like speaking of, you know, skydiving accidents. There was a video I remember when I was probably in like high school that was on some TV show and it was a couple that was skydiving. And so the husband was filming from his point of view and the wife, her parachute only opened like halfway when they started oh. to get towards the bottom. And so he's filming what he thought was going to be her death. And she ended up miraculously surviving somehow. Oh. Like her parachute opened up just enough to slow her down where she could survive. But yeah, there's, Anytime your best option for doing something is, you know, survival, I'm usually out. I'm not going to be jumping out of a perfectly good plane. Yeah, I'd have to go with you on that one. I don't, yeah. uh, I'm good. No question it, about it. It was fun, though. I would say that. I, do I want to do it again? Nah. But no. like, some people get addicted, and I'm like, mm -hmm. that was a lot of money to do something really quickly and waiting around. But it was fun. I would say one time is enough for me ever. I've never even had, I've never had a desire to do that. And I don't know why. You would think. 
I mean, looking inside my own head, I would think, God, I should have been really interested. I don't know. I just was never interested in doing that. Yeah. It, Candy it ass, is that what it is? No, because no. it wasn't my idea. My sister-in-law oh, had just, okay. just kind of gone through a divorce, and she just wanted to do something extreme. And she asked, she goes, can we do this? And, like, you don't say no when people are come to you with that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. Justin, and Stephanie were all going. And we ended up having a blast. I mean, the whole experience, you're so out of your element. You're so everything. When you see your husband strapped to this muscle man, that's a whole experience too. <laughs> like sure. what is happening? Um, so I would highly, I think just anytime you can get out of your element and feel awkward and a little scared, it's kind of fun. Uh, but again, I don't need to do it again. Like that feels like check, done, next. You guys ever done it? No, you're not, you'll never see me in a plane jumping out. Me either. AJ, um, no, I, I, I think it'd be fun too. I don't know if like I'd ever actually go through with it. I like the idea of it, if that makes sense. No, I understand what you're saying, and I think she's right. I think it is Baldwin, Wisconsin, so it's only like about a half hour drive over there. Yeah, it's not it not was, bad. And I found that story by the day. way. I threw it on Tom's news stories. If you did want to dive into it, a oh, little you got more. it on there. Yep. Oh. Oh my God, Tom's news story. Let me click on that bad boy. Oh, okay. oh, you got the, yeah, good. Thank you. You did find the exact one. Oh, and they got a picture of it. You didn't tell me that I have a picture of it. Well, I mean, I figured I'd try to top the Santa <laughs> falling from 24 <laughs> stories earlier today. Oh my God. That's hideous. That's kind of my bit. Just find stories of people who fall <laughs> to, to their well, death. Well, thank you. Yeah. There is a picture of the guy plummeting to his death and he, he's all akimbo, you know, one arm's here and the other one's over mm -hmm. here and his legs are all... It it looks like he knows this ain't gonna end well, right? Yeah, yeah. That, and that's gotta be top five worst ways to go out. Like just the whole time falling, knowing that this is it. Like that, I couldn't imagine anything worse. Thank you for finding this because I forgot that one part that's in the headline. A highly experienced skydiver sadly lost his life after he forgot his parachute with. Uh, it says uh, a few words, four words, I think. They didn't really print that very clearly. Revealed in the vintage footage, not noticing he had forgotten one very vital thing, Ivan McGuire grabbed his camera to film a student and an instructor from the Franklin County Sports Parachute Center in the U.S. Uh, he had jumped from the plane, said to be on his third jump of the day in April 1988. He did not know it will also be his last. So this happened all... I didn't know what happened in 1988. Why is it coming back? Hmm, it's still good. I, I believe it's because the uh, the footage of the jump has somewhat resurfaced. So the, oh, it's making okay. its rounds through the, the news cycle okay. again. Yeah, that would make sense then. Uh, he did not know it would also be his last. McGuire, 35, sadly filmed his uh, demise as the camera was still recording while he was falling. Before his deathly accident, he had co uh, completed more than 800 successful jumps. His footage captured the haunting a few moments before he made an impact with the ground. It appears that he reached to pull his parachute. He got closer to the ground. Oh, he didn't even know until he got close to the ground he had no parachute on. Jeez. Oh, that's not... Well, he didn't have to suffer for long then, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, the terrifying realization hit. The final words caught on... What were his final words? He had four final words. Uh, I can't even imagine. I'd... This is gonna hurt. Or uh, what this the hell? Is gonna hurt. That's pretty good. Four know. words. 
Yeah, I have no I idea. love you, Mom. <laughs> oh, that's good, too. Yeah, that's... You going with that? Yeah, I'll, go, I'll side with Brittany. Okay, his final words are, oh, my God, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. His body was later found in the woods around uh, one and a half miles from where he... Uh, the airfield that, that he took off from. So it was one and a half miles away. He They found him in the way. So in other words, on the way down, not only did he hit the ground, but he hit about 80 trees on the way down as well. Oh. But I, yeah, I didn't know that that story was at all, but this just started, this came into circulation again somehow. Yeah, either way, there's somebody found it. You, you know, some of that stuff you can pull out anytime and it's <sighs> interesting. That's really, really sad to think, oh my God, it, you all of a sudden realize. And I thought, when I saw it on the news, because there's a picture of the guy and everything, they have mm-hmm. video of this whole deal. Um, I thought he had jumped out and knew right away that he didn't have a parachute, but he didn't yeah. know for a long time he had no parachute. Yeah. Probably better, though, don't you think, instead of suffering yeah. all the way down? Oh, 100%. Because yeah. he probably said, oh, my God, no, and he hit the ground about two seconds later. So Yeah, because yeah. if he was filming a tandem um, one, you think he would try to, like, grab yeah. onto them in some way mm-hmm. or something. Uh, they did show, my matter of fact, after that story ran, they showed that very thing where a guy forgot his parachute and his buddy swooped in on him and grabbed him on the way down, which I don't even know how to, you had, he had to do that where they kind of go into that deep dive position where they tuck everything in. Yep. Cause when he grabbed his buddy, he was moving, man. He was just, I mean, he was headed toward the ground at high speed caught the guy and saved his life. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I can't even imagine because like the, I don't remember having any sort of control over my body at all when we were free falling, like nothing, no, not even a thing. Like I was kind of like, I'm ready for the parachute in my mind. (laughs) I can't even enjoy it. It was like, you're just like, it's wild. I, it's gotta be a weird feel. I've never done it. So I don't even know what that's like, but so again, I, I didn't parachute, but I jumped from three stories. So that wasn't the same deal. Because the second mm-hmm. I jumped, I went, that was really stupid. Yeah. Uh, I, it was, yes. I, uh, our listener, um, Eric, wants to make sure that I convey that it was tandem. I am not a real skydiver by any oh, okay. means. Yeah. I went attached to a human. I didn't go through a whole course to learn right. to do this one time. I was attached to him. The nice thing is... Is that being attached to somebody? You really have no choice at that point. Once you get to the door, I think a lot of people would freeze. But with you being like pretty much in a baby Bjorn, (laughs) right? They just kind of jump. Like you're not brave. You're just attached to somebody. Well, it's still quite an experience, I would imagine. Oh yeah, it was awesome. There's no other way I would do it because I'm not Mm -hmm. going to spend years of my life or thousands of dollars in a program to do this one time. Do you have to, and the reason I'm asking this is very specific because I saw something once I didn't think I'd ever see. Do you have to kind of qualify with height and weight and all that stuff in order to skydive or do they not care? I don't know. I'm sure there are parameters. I think the person behind you has to be in your weight class. So Okay. All right. Um, I'm sure there's parameters, right? Because there's parameters on everything at some point. Um yeah, because the reason I'm asking you that, and I don't know how he pulled it off with it, but there is a video of a, a guy, and it was a safe old, a safe dive, it was a successful dive. The guy had to weigh 400 pounds. I didn't know a guy that big could parachute. Did you? 
the guy wow. that was falling or the guy that like swooped the guy, down he just him? he just jumped out of a plane oh. with a parachute and the guy weighed i would say about 400 pounds i didn't know i suppose they have chutes that could hold anything i i get maybe i don't know well okay so the fact that you do tandem with two people yeah i well, mean i'm true. sure that's true yeah I'm sure those ones you, you, you will take on about four to five hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, and when you yeah. see people like planes dropping, you know, cargo into countries that need aid or something during wartime, that's in crates right. and they parachute yeah. down. Yeah, that's got to yep. be you know maybe a couple thousand pounds depending on what they're dropping. So good, everybody can enjoy it except for me because I'm not doing it. That's just yeah. how it is. And there you go. There I'll be on the it. yeah. I'll be on the ground and uh, congratulate you on a successful jump. There we go. Hey, you look. You looked really, really great coming down out of that airplane. I'm really, really happy for you. Let's go have lunch. What do you say? Yeah. When I land on my feet and break my heels, truly. There are people I've seen do that, though. They land and then they run. Yeah. They literally yeah. run once they, it's like, man, that's pretty yeah. impressive. I'll be honest. I feel like the instructor on my back held me back. Like, I feel sure. like I would have looked so much yeah. cooler if yeah. he wasn't mm -hmm. there. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, that's that's uh, a given. No question about it. Well, there are some stories this morning, but you know what? I got to do this story just because I get it. It's such a negative story. Well, I, I, at least the headline's negative, but I got to read it because how this kind of stuff happens, I will never understand, but it does happen. Innocent black man spent 50 years in prison. His compensation will annoy the hell out of... Why do I even want to see his compensation? So for 50 years, he's in the jug for no reason because he did nothing. Yeah. You would think it would have to be in the multi-multi-millions of dollars they'd have to give this guy for what they did to him. Mm -hmm. Correct? I don't know what the number is. I haven't seen it yet. A man found guilty in a 1975 murder has spent what the National Registry of uh, Exonerations calls the longest prison sentence on a wrongful conviction in history. Glenn Simmons, now 71 years old, was named a suspect in an armed robbery that left the uh, clerk of a liquor store in uh, Edmund, uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, dead. Uh, that's according to the uh, National Registry of Exonerations, a witness to the incident and a patron who was shot but survived both told the police they couldn't make out uh, who the robbers were. However, somehow Simmons ended up getting swept into the lineup and was charged with both robbery and capital murder. So the guy had nothing to do with it whatsoever. He just happened to be in the lineup? That's crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really understand. How does he end up in the lineup if he had nothing to do with it? I don't know. Right? I, I always was confused at how do you get, you know, if I would never committed a crime and they're like, hey, we just need bodies for this lineup. Like, I've like, do they take other criminals that have committed other crimes that are already in jail? Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, I don't understand how they did the, ever did the lineups. I would be so pissed off if I were this man. I can't even tell you. Because like I, I said, I might settle for 50 millions, 1 million, 1 million a year for 50 years, $50 million, right? Yeah. And That's what still, you owe me. And you what still you would me. never trade that, Tom. Like, no. You know what they gave him for doing 50 years in prison? $175,000. Jesus. You want to do those numbers in your head? Because it ain't a very big number per year, I'll tell you. That's that. probably, like, that's definitely got to be less than like minimum wage to work at, you know, McDonald's or some factory. Like, that's ridiculous. Doesn't, doesn't it come to about. That's 3500 a year. 3500 bucks a year. $3,500 a year, and there was no reason for me to be in prison, and this is what you give me? Yeah, 
and there should be some sort of repercussions for everybody involved in putting him in prison. I agree. Like if you're I, I, a, who, yeah, like if you're a judge that banged the gavel and said, "Yep, you're going in," or you're the police officer that presented, you know, any information and put him in there. Like, I'm not saying you should go to jail for 50 years, but there should be some sort of repercussions for what you did. Yeah, they can't just get away with giving this guy honey stuff. First of all, what they should do is go to all these rich pricks like Bill Gates and all those guys. You, get, you like to take care of people? Why don't you each kick in ten million bucks? We'll give this guy a hundred million dollars, and uh, that's what he deserves. Mm-hmm. Where where are the rich guys in this whole deal? Where where is Bill Gates? Where is all these other guys? Elon Musk? They should each kick in about fifty million, all three of them. And I, seriously, they they love doing it, you know, out there in the public. Oh, look how wonderful I am! Take care of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, if you're worth $220 billion, giving somebody $50 million is not that much money, to tell you the truth. I know that sounds completely ridiculous, but it is true. Right. It's not that much money. No. And they're smart enough to tax write-off or whatever else they need to do to shuffle things around where it's probably not that big a hit. Well, I think you're absolutely right. They could probably donate that money, give him the money, and not have... uh, have to worry about taxes for the next couple of years. Yeah. That's probably, probably what it's all. Yeah. I, I literally, maybe we should start a fund. Uh, I've never talked to any of those guys, Bill Gates, Elon Musk. What's the other guy, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. You mean you don't have a group chat with those guys? No, I don't have a, I don't have a group chat going at all with those guys. Never met any of them. I was trying to think of who the richest person I ever met would have been. I'd, I suppose either be a Cargill or one of those people, I guess. They're some of the richest people in the mm-hmm. world, aren't they? The Cargill family. I would, yeah, I would assume yeah. so. Yeah. Since she just bought an entire island and tore all the houses down so she could build her own house on the island. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't she marry into the family? That's my favorite part of this whole thing. She's married to a Cargill, and she's the one buying an island and tearing the houses down. Smart. That's a that's a big move. That's yeah. A big, don't you think that's a very important, very big move, if you ask me? Yes. Right. Got to have balls. I'm serious about this. I don't think I'm going to let this go. I'm going to see if I can find somebody who knows those guys go, look, man, you got to put some money together. It's Christmas on Monday. You need to get your ass together. I don't care if you each give them 10 million bucks. It'd still be $30 million. I still don't think that's enough, but I think he'd probably like 30 million at 71 years old. He could get by on that for the rest of his life. Yeah. Mm. And I think people are on a similar kind of thought as you, Tom, because they started a GoFundMe for him. They did. Okay. And he's at two hundred and forty-one thousand. So okay, so now he's at about four hundred grand total, which is crazy that he's made yeah. or he's gotten made received more money off of a GoFundMe yeah. from complete strangers yep. than he did from the government that wrongly put him in there. No, you're absolutely right. How do you say to this man, "We'll give you thirty-five hundred bucks for every year"? Honest to God, think about that. It doesn't even come to $300 a month because that would be $3,600, correct? Yeah. yeah. It's not even 300 bucks a month. I, I would not have been the one that, that, that had to tell that guy, hey, here's your payout. Oh, boy, it's yeah. less than $300 a week. But, you know, oh, I don't know how people do it. I really don't. Uh, it doesn't really go that much further in the story to tell you why they thought he was the one that did it. Apparently, they just... They, for some reason, were convinced that he did it, spent 50 years in prison, found out he was not even guilty, and this is the best they can do. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how you live with yourself. Yeah. No. And I mean, and you can kind of give the, you know, justice system a little bit of the benefit of the doubt from back of the day because they didn't have the technology as far as you hear all the time, like, oh, DNA evidence that, you know, we were able to analyze today because we didn't have the technology back then. But yeah, there's, it's still absolutely ridiculous that he spent 50 years in prison and then once you're in it's not like you because everybody says they're innocent yeah. it's not like they just you know <laughs> right take your word for it so yeah it's an uphill battle and i'm sure he's happy enough just to finally be out but it definitely has got to suck to know that that's what they value a human life to be imagine i'm thinking back because i'm i'm pretty much the same age as this guy i'm trying to think back of how it would have felt when i was 21 years old uh to be going to prison for the rest of my life because mm -hmm. he was not initially going to get out ever. But then when they found out he was innocent 50 years later, they let him out. But I'm just looking back on how that would have felt 50 years ago if they said, Tom, you're going to prison, but I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did. No, I did not. I mean, how's that got a feel in your own head? You did nothing wrong and you're going to pay it. You get one life and this is how you have to spend your life. Really? Yeah. And you hand the guy $175,000 and go, oh, this ought to take care of you. Bro. You ruined his life. It's like actually brutal to put yourself anywhere near those shoes. Like, I yeah. feel like yep. the need. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. I don't know. The ruling makes uh, Simmons eligible for up to uh, up to $175,000. It's not necessarily even $175,000. It's up to $175,000. Or again, that beautiful, huge amount of money we were talking about in compensation from the state for wrongful conviction and opens a door for a federal lawsuit. Okay. So he is going to file a federal lawsuit against Oklahoma. Yeah. Good. Good I'm him. glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. uh, Oklahoma city and law enforcement involved in Simmons arrest and conviction. Defense attorney Joe Norwood said Wednesday compensation though is likely years away. Well, he's 71. It can't be years away. No, they should he have his lifetime in, in America now. It's like 76, something like that. Uh, probably somewhere around there. Yeah. I think that's right. So it's going to take a few years. So you might be dead by the time your family gets the check. God, what a life story this man has. They should make a movie about him. Give him the money up front. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I know we got to take a break here, ladies and gentlemen. It's just such a sad story that these things happen. Obviously, if, if they stayed after this for 50 years and finally proved to the powers that be that this man did not do this, somebody worked very, very hard for 50 years to finally get this job done. Yeah, and probably honestly pass it off to somebody else because they were probably yeah. Oh, yeah. you know older when they started this battle and then had to, you know somebody else take the reins when if they retired. You are absolutely right. We all take a break here, ladies and gentlemen, right back. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this. This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-ZEROREZ. -E That's 952-ZeroRes. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that 
doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to saberheating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes.